0: Howdy Hothheads, it's John, in the Edda Bay. This week, we respond to some viewer mail sent in by friend of show, Tim. Thanks, Tim. He was interested in getting our take on a specific topic that he heard on another podcast. Now, as I've mentioned several times on our show, I haven't really listened to other podcasts since we've started this show due to a fear of accidentally stealing somebody else's content and not giving them the proper credit. If I don't listen to other shows and I don't hear their topics, then I can feign ignorance when we inevitably plagiarize someone else's work. Thanks for making my fear become a reality as we take a roughly 30-minute dive into another icy, cold Echo based Nights.
1: Hey John. We got mail. Who? We got mail. No, that, that that would mean that someone listens to us. I know, right? That doesn't it's, make any sense. It's super weird. It's even it's it's addressed to the right person too. It's addressed to Haw Topics Pod. I checked. And I made sure there weren't any others. It's impressive. Wanna know what it says? I, I guess. So we got this email from a friend of show Tim. You might be familiar with him. He's probably a friend of your show, too. Because he's, he's friends with all podcasts. He's
0: like, oh, he's gotcha. like
1: He's like Gamera. You, you were addressing the audience, not me. P-
0: yeah, specifically that, not
1: you. That super confused me, because you looked at me and said, he's probably a friend of your show, too. And I said, we ha- I, I'm thinking, we have the same show. What are we talking about? We're talking about Tim, friend of all podcasts. Right, By Tim. Gamera, but
0: for podcasts.
1: Tim, friend of all podcasts, sent us uh, an email. And he said, Hello, Hot Topics Pod. That's us. This week, I heard a question from a listener on the Force Center podcast, which was really interesting, which I thought it might be cool to get your perspective on, since one of you is a fan of the Jedi and one a fan of the Imperial faction. This is true. I didn't know you liked the Empire.
0: Oh, and I didn't know you liked the Jedi. I don't.
1: I'm the other fan of the Empire. Wow, you're a problem. Cassie and Andor was working along with the rebels, who all would say, quote, may the force be with you, and had a reference of sort for the Jedi. We know that Cassian has been in the fight since he was six years old and was originally part of the Confederate of Ind- Confederacy of Independent Systems. So what might have that been like for him growing up and possibly thinking of the Jedi as the bad guys did the cis also have force faith followers within it and how would a certain a citizen deal with that conundrum we see in a new hope that some of the imperials felt that the jedi religion was old and outdated belief system what was that designed into the imperial doctrine or just a feeling held by its members keep up the great podcast and which stands for may the force be with you uh, and in parentheses, unless you're Cassian or an Imperial, in which case your atheism is cool too. Uh, that's kind of a multi-part question there. Why don't we break it down a little bit? The the first question that I kind of see out of this is... What, what would it be like growing up in a faction where the Jedi are the enemy?
0: Okay, a well, fair bit of warning. I did no research for this. Neither did I. Um, and if you know the answers to these questions because you read them in a novel, please to send us an email like our friend Tim at hothpod at gmail dot com and let us know where you found these answers. Uh, and also let me know if there's an audiobook version because I'm lazy. I wrote many a note which probably rambles and then doesn't end with a answer or an answer to the question specifically as I probably got distracted as I wrote them, uh, as one tends to do when making stuff up. All right, The uh, how did the galaxy perceive the Jedi? The I didn't do any research edition. No, that's not the question. That's just how I titled this so that I could find it on my desktop. Sure. So before the Galactic Civil War, the Jedi were known as peacekeepers of the known galaxy. One might say. When the Clone Wars came along, it's kind of presented to us that they sided with the Republic. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that there's an argument against that. Can, can, can you think it, of... The, if anyone would know of, the, of an argument against... You, no, there
1: of... even if you dip into legends like the... The Jedi being an independent sort of group away from the Republic, it was like thousands and thousands and thousands and yeah. thousands of years before. At some they point,
0: have... there was a a connection made between the government and this militant religious order, right? To basically become the peacekeepers of the Republic, yeah. And Even we know they outwardly, I well, I guess you could say that if the galaxy is unified under the Republic, then they are the defenders of the people in that galaxy, sure. as it is one
1: unit right and and we talked about it a little bit way back in in one of our jedi episodes but essentially it was at a time where force users were like very big in trying to vie for control of the galaxy Mm. so the republic was like well if we're going to side with some of the crazy powerful wizard people the jedi are the ones that closely more closely resemble our thought process and our Mm. belief system and that's kind of how that happened that's the short version right
0: yeah. And so the, they, they come into the Republic, not as law enforcement, but as like a second branch of, I guess, law enforcement. Yeah. So like there's Coruscant police, but there's, they have their duties and the Jedi have their own duties related to peacekeeping, but not the same as like a local police force or a local defense force sort of thing. Right.
1: They're kind of just like, they're, UN they, they're not a part of the government. They just have the approval of the government to do whatever they were going to yeah. do anyway. I mean who's going to argue? They're like
0: they're like the UN <laughs> peacekeepers except the ability to go on offensive missions even though they try not to. Right. They try to
1: talk their way out of things. At least Qui-Gon does. Well, and that's kind of like the we're, we're led to believe that that's kind of the default like what the Jedi have been doing for mm-hmm. thousands of years because there wasn't really like the the galaxy isn't in a constant state of war and so for a number of generations like that's what the jedi were doing just trying to solve things diplomatically and they weren't going on militaristic missions that's mm-hmm. kind of the change that brings us to this question yeah yeah to to circle back to the question of
0: how did the other side perceive the jedi mm-hmm. sort of thing the we know when 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 the confederate systems declared their independence from the republic mm-hmm. it was I'm trying to wrap this thought up and con- it can kinda uh, con- wrap it up in a little thing. a thought um, burrito. Yeah. I'm pulling looking at my notes and I'm taking the senses and trying to extrapolate more things and then like I've written myself into a corner where that doesn't make sense. So <laughs> I'm familiar uh, with this problem. <laughs> so, all right, so uh the Jedi appeared to side with the Republic Republic, um, to those on the other the other half <laughs> of the galaxy that have left the Republic. Now this could just be because Um, Like we just mentioned, that they were kind of the ordained guardians of the Republic. Mm -hmm. Uh, A thought that crossed my mind when I was writing this was maybe they appeared to more vocally side with the Republic because it was being led by Dooku. And we've seen in the Clone Wars cartoon that the Order doesn't really look on those who have left the Order as maybe we can go back like reach out to grab them. They kind of... They erect a bust of them
1: and then just turn their backs on them,
0: and we see that mostly with Ahsoka.
1: Yeah, they they use them as a kind of like a, a cautionary tale. Exactly. Um,
0: so now we have one side of the galaxy that are no longer under the protection of the Jedi, or at least are they perceive themselves to no longer be under their protection mm-hmm. because they've sided with the Republic, and now with the assault on Geonosis. The Senate? Yeah, the Senate has put Jedi Masters and Knights in command of of the Grand Army of the Republic. Right. So what the, the planets in the Confederacy are seeing are the armies of a government that they don't want to be a part of being led by members of an order that kind of proclaim that they want peace. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think in the movies and in the Clone Wars, we kind of see this where... Towards the end of the Clone Wars, uh, Mace, I think it was Mace Windu and Yoda were talking, and Mace is like, you know, we're kind of doing the opposite of what our order is standing for, and it's kind of
1: taken them, you know, three years to realize that, or three or four years. Yeah, Um, I mean, at that point it kind of becomes like, I could see why it started, and then it just kind of unraveled, like, they were like, oh, if we involve ourselves now, we 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 can close this conflict and bring it to an end before and like bring everybody back in and that's like the peacekeeping process we're solving, we're helping to solve the problem and then as it dragged on and on mm-hmm. and on and on we saw what well, happened And i, I
0: think that this will come back in later putting them in charge of the armies was a great manipulation i don't know if this is true but a manipulation of palpatine mm-hmm. to further discredit the jedi order as we know he's playing the long game oh absolutely and this comes back comes back in the end what I've always found interesting about this situation, if you are a master or a knight, you're just given the rank of general. If you're a Padawan, someone that's still learning how to be a knight, you're given the rank of commander. You're already put in charge of these clones that are, I was going to say men and women, but it's really just it's just men. Yeah, um, it's really
1: just one specific man. <laughs> specifically man's <laughs> I guess
0: man's is the correct word. Yeah. Um, not a Mandalorian. Don't be confused. It's a Manzalore. <laughs> uh, so yeah they're they're putting they're putting control of these soldiers that have been trained um, to basically they're conditioned to just take the orders of anyone that's a higher rank than them. Mm-hmm. It's part of their mental conditioning and the the kind of free will that the clones start to exhibit towards the end is still it's free will within the confines
1: of that conditioning. Right. So looking at it from from that side of things you know i think that the from from the from the confederacy side of things Mm -hmm. i think that it would be it it would be really up to the individuals of the confederacy to really have that internal struggle with themselves because you you they're witnessing the hypocrisy of the jedi and it's directed at them Mm -hmm. so but a lot of these people are used to living under a banner where the Jedi still have a lot of respect and um, were going around fixing some of the problems that the Republic had, that the Confederacy had a problem with, that made them leave in the first place. So I think we see sometimes in in, in Clone Wars, especially, uh, in some of the episodes where like uh, Padme is trying to start more diplomatic relations with the with the Confederacy and that there's there's still this sort of like you're you're going to have people who are going to be like yeah the jedi are leading these armies but like why are they doing it maybe they're doing it because they think it'll come to a swift end mm-hmm. and on the other side you're going to have the people going like I, I knew it you know these are these are hypocrat- hypocritical you know they're out here killing our droids that's uh, <laughs> that's something i was actually thinking about the other night
0: is I feel like we see that the the Republic is labeling these conflicts and the the, the Grand Army and all their victories as liberating these Confederate planets, and for the planets that they are specifically fighting the droid armies on, I can see that as slight like a half truth. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were planets where the P, the army of the species or the the uh, residents. So right, the, for that. the natives. Know, like uh, the Umbarans were fly- fighting the clones. Like I don't think they were fighting droids on that planet. They mm-hmm. were just fighting the Umbarans. Geonosis. The Geonosians were fighting for their planet, even though they they did have the droid armies there because that's where they're being one of the, the manufacturing plants. Yeah. But we do see a handful of times that this isn't Duku and his droid army occupying planets to fight the Republic. It's these planets asking Dooku and his army to come and bolster their own defenses. Right. So if it was just them, the clones fighting the droids, it's kind of a more black and white situation Mm -hmm. sort of thing. But now we have, we have like Onderon's planetary defense forces involved. We like people that are actually passionate about this cause, just as passionate as... um, the Jedi war for bring, trying to bring peace to the galaxy, sort of thing. Right. Um, I don't know if we ever see any non-clone
1: forces on the Republic side that aren't Jedi. Um, I mean, we have the 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 Onderon guerrilla force that Saw's a part of. So the resistances. We never see pro... any like standing armies of non. No, no. It's it's usually just pro uh, pro Republic resistance well, groups. He's... If you know other ones please send us an email so that we can <laughs> learn
0: better things
1: and be uh, gooder Star Wars fans. Real quick on your on your um on your comment about Palpatine and how putting the Jedi in front of the army is it was a really good manipulation. It it really was, I think mostly because there wasn't another force using faction in the CIS. That was openly fighting the battles. Mm. So if we look in like old Republic era. You've got the you know, the Jedi doing the same thing they're doing in the Clone Wars. Leading armies and going into campaigns against an enemy. But in a lot of those conflicts like the um, the Sith were the enemy. And they had Sith fighting alongside their military the same way. So... It's real easy to look at that conflict and go, "Oh, we needed the Jedi to be warriors and part of the army because the enemy was throwing magical wizards at us too." Coming here, there are no magical wizards, you know, aside from like two or three on the side of mm-hmm. the CIS openly being. Well, it it could be said
0: that that there weren't any force sensitive people that can can do what the jedi do the factions, in the galaxy yeah. because the jedi order is actively going around they had a and, monopoly on yeah yeah i don't want to say they're taking children but i mean that's that's basically what they're doing under under the guise of this is better for them and we, we talked worked, about it, that in a prior yeah. episode too so it like, like <laughs> you know they're, they're taking these kids to keep them safe and to help them it's like the the Javier School for Gifted Children. Yeah, which is uh, also X-Men. what we called it in the last episode. <laughs> I, I cannot pronounce Xavier's name without nope, calling him Javier. Javier. So yeah, the, that school was created to help help teach mutant children how to control their powers. Right.
1: Also fight secret wars. Shh, hush, hush. <laughs> I think we kind of got away from the question a little bit, though. So yeah, at, at the so uh, let's let's finish up this part of it. It's like what would it be like as someone. In a okay. society yeah, 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 yeah. where the enemy is the Jedi, and I, I just reiterate what I say before, you know, it's, it's probably up to each individual to deal with the, the history of the Jedi that they know and put that against, mm-hmm. um, what they're seeing, and you know, overwhelmingly, uh, uh, that'll eventually lead to them hating the Jedi, which I, I don't, I don't blame them for. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, they're they're the leaders of the armies coming in and you know, decimating their planets. Yeah. You'd be upset too. <laughs> yeah. Um I think that it kind of wraps up what I I have I have a couple like things that just to just attack onto there that popped into my brain while I was writing these notes. But there's a there's an anime that I used to watch called Last Exile. And mm-hmm. in in that world the world is divided into two factions. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the galaxy. But there is a third faction called the Guild which exist outside of where these factions can reach them. They maintain and enforce the rules of war that exist between these two countries. Hmm. Um, Though, in the series, you do find out that their motive is to keep these guys in endless war so they can keep their place as the mediators. Hmm. But I I just think that's kind of what the Jedi should have been doing is they, they should have been existing outside of a... not a country...
1: Outside of a faction, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, and they, they
0: sh- a, a third party that could have kind um, of what they were doing in um, they, they were doing it in the Legacy. Phantom Menace, okay, yeah. um, where there was a dispute between the Trade Federation and the Naboo. The Naboo. So they sent the Jedi into meet a, a a third party that had no stakes in either side to go in and mediate.
1: True, yeah, because I I suppose both both of those. Factions at the time, the Naboo and the Trade Federation were still under the Republic. I mean, well, the
0: Trade Federation never left
1: the Republic. Yeah, that's such. A weird, that was just new gunray. That's and his, such a weird t- plot point. <laughs> it's like, I think no, like, I'm totally not working for the other side, even though I clearly am. I think constantly. they're
0: like two seasons into the Clone Wars. And they realized, wait, didn't the movie? Oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so and then so, to to just start to wrap up the 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 whole. How the the Jedi were perceived sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, how earlier I said that part of... It's kind of part of uh, Palpatine's genius long con. Is that he has created the Jedi to be an enemy for half the galaxy. Mm -hmm. And then when the Jedi... It's treason then. The other half of the galaxy now perceives the Jedi as wanting to overthrow the Republic. So now you have... You have one side that hates them because they were actively fighting against them, and then another side that hates them... Because they betrayed. Because they, they are
1: perceived to have betrayed the Republic. Right. All of this being orchestrated by Palpatine. I was like, that's... Yeah.
0: And he's a genius. Yeah.
1: I mean, it, it's it's important to look at the political side of Star Wars. I know a lot of people were like, oh, this political drama is kind of dumb and we want more of a Star War. But I mean, mm. that that's always been a thing. And to understand the war... Like, politics is a side of war that we need mm-hmm. to, like, think about and talk about. So, on to the second part of the question. This is the part that I always forget when I read this. Um, Sorry, Tim. <laughs> did the CIS also have Force Faith followers within it, and how would a citizen deal with that conundrum? This one is really easy for me to answer, personally. Uh, it, it's, it's a common sort of misconception in Star Wars that the Jedi Faith is the only Force faith, or the only popular Force faith that's worth following. Whereas the Jedi are a, a, a faith, a faction of the faith. Mm-hmm. The Force itself is a constant, real, tangible force in the universe. And that's, you know, it, we, we see it more when we go into Legends, and then we see it a lot with uh, Luke talking how he does in uh, The Last Jedi about the nature of the Force, and... Um, The Force is a real tangible thing that people can see through Force sensitives in the galaxy. And even though the Jedi, as we talked about before, might have the monopoly on it in this particular time period, Force faiths do not necessarily rely on people believing in or agreeing with the Jedi. Mm -hmm. So it is perfectly conceptualized, you know, it's perfectly acceptable to me to think that, you know, there is a Church of the Force in that in communities within the CIS that still believe in and worship the force or its you know various uh forms and what people call it um and be able to also come to terms with the fact that the jedi are now an enemy mm-hmm. it's really like that there's one faction comes to mind that uses the force and
0: is also a can be militarized mm. that's the The Night Sisters. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even though they call it the Magics. I would,
1: I I just, I wanna, I appreciate right now that this is the first time that you have said the thing that I always say about the Night Sisters, which is like, they're using the Force. Because every time I say it, you're just like, no, Ian, it's the Magics. (laughs) Yeah, it's, well, it is. It's the Magics. But, yeah. But um, I I get what you're saying.
0: (laughs) Unless there is Magics in the Star Wars universe, and that's. Akio Puffer Pig. You
1: know? <laughs> Is that right? I I'm not a Puffer Pig. Uh, <laughs> amazing.
0: Uh, but yeah, in, in Rogue One, when they go to Jeddah and they go to the holy city of Jedha, we, we see that there are not just the Jedi Order temples there. there there's right. other force religions there. We see that there are other force based religions and you know it's it's the same thing in in the real world where mm-hmm. how many different denominations of christianity are there right you know which one is the right one well there's one that's more popular than the others and then there's also the others right who have the same same beliefs slightly tweaked right you know so yeah i i agree i'm i'm sure that there was other force based religions and belief systems in the cis that weren't necessarily the jedi order but kind of as I said earlier, were there other militant force using factions mm-hmm. that were you know bigger than Dathomir? Right. Probably not. No, because for gal for centuries the the Jedi Order has been sending out fe- uh, Jedi Force feelers to bring these children back to the Order to right. teach them how to use their powers. So, I mean, there you could say that there were ones that didn't make, you know, like Anakin didn't pass qui right. just said, I'm going to do this.
1: There are Force-sensitives out there that yeah. never came in contact. like Mas Kanata can... Yeah. She's probably... I'm, I'm sure she's Force-sensitive. Yeah, she knows a lot about it. At least she's, like, Force-believing. Yeah. You know? It's, Chirrut is Force-sensitive. Chirrut, he, he yeah. He has to be Force-sensitive. Or he's just rad. Yeah, or he's just awesome. He's just rad. Or, or, or Por que no What um, about Porkins? Uh, Porkins, no... Can't hold uh, it. Can, can feel when he's cracked. <laughs> So the last part of this question, which I, I think is actually, you know, Wait, again... Wait, there's a third part? Oh, I'm sorry, Ted. Yeah, uh, which is, I feel, is probably also pretty easy to answer, um, is we see in A New Hope that some of the Imperials felt that the Jedi religion was old and outdated belief system, but that but was that designed into Imperial doctrine or just a feeling held by its members? And I think this goes back to your comment about the long game that Palpatine mm-hmm. was playing and how, you know, he's already kind of orchestrated the hate for the Jedi in the Clone Wars. You know, it is it is he 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 so expertly and masterfully manipulated the information uh about the Jedi in during the conflict and immediately after that it, it is so much easier to convince a population of something when you are wiping out information and history and painting a negative picture of yeah. things. Like, it's... Yeah, and it just... and it, it, it all comes back to, you know, that that manipulation of information. It only takes one generation of the previous generation not talking about a thing in order for you to forget the thing like if my parents if if all of our parents generations just never talked about world war 2 we would all not know anything about world war 2 mm-hmm. right and they wouldn't talk about it if they had the government breathing down their necks saying talk about this and spread this information and we'll come after you like so it's it's really easy to manipulate that yeah. in, that information it, it's
0: really hard to come up with like a real world excuse cuz or a real, not excuse but a real world example solely because the Jedi had been around for thousands of years right. and I can't think of
1: any of our knowledge it's been oh, around for thousands of years Yeah, but in a galaxy of trillions there's only like thousands of Jedi mm-hmm. and even people like you know like Anakin on, on Tatooine he had this wildly different vision of what the Jedi were when he met Qui-Gon than what he actually is you know so, it, it goes to show that, like, even though, even if the galaxy might know about the Jedi, each community, depending on how much interaction they've had, what they've heard, like, they're not going to have the same, that their their vision of the Jedi is not necessarily going to be ra- rooted in truth. So, because there's so little, like, they they can't just, you know, bring up the Wikipedia page of the Jedi and be like, oh, that's what they are. Like, that's not really how communication and stuff works in star wars it's yeah it's just a really fascinating sort of thing where you know we we put so much knowledge in. like well how could they forget this so it's like well not everybody's gonna know about them like period Mm -hmm. and those who do might have only heard hearsay or legends and uh you know passed down for generations and generations and when again when information is that sparse or weird or different it's way more easy to manipulate yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I hope that answers your question, Tim. Uh, not not that we
0: know the definitive thing. And books. again, if, if you know the answers to any of these questions that, I, that have been presented in books or any other media that I've been too lazy to read, please let me know so that yeah. I will become less ignorant. Unless I mean, it's not an audiobook form, then I'm gonna <laughs> i will going to remain
1: ignorant. I really think that some of this is just... Evidential, based on what we see yeah. in Star Wars, so, and we're doing that
0: thing where we're taking a fictional space fantasy and yeah. trying to apply real world politics to something that doesn't doesn't always need to have real world,
1: doesn't need to always be grounded right. in reality, right? But I mean, that's just yeah. part of that's just part of being <laughs> a fan of Star Wars. You know, we nitpick and we we analyze and super analyze these things, but I mean, it's not going to change the anything really. Uh, If you are like Tim and you want to ask us a question that you'd like to hear us talk about on air, uh, feel free to do so. As John said multiple times throughout the episode, just send us an email at Hothpod or tweet at us on the Twitter. uh, Hothpod. At Hothpod or – oh, yeah, Hothpod at gmail.com for for the email. Um, Don't just type Hothpod into your – I mean you could, but it's not going to get you far. Uh, Or it might. I don't know. I I haven't tried it. And then you can always leave us a direct comment at hottopicspodcast.com. So, yeah. Good talk. Good talk.